0: Hey, hey, it's Adam, your friendly neighborhood music man. So I just wanted to go through the news, uh, the stuff that happened between uh, the 1st of September and the 8th of September in terms of movie stuff, movie news, casting, all that good stuff. Uh, I want to start this off by saying, you know, the deepest condolences uh, for, you know, for Burt Reynolds, uh, Mac Miller. It's just crazy how, you know, this, just this week alone, we lost, you know, two pretty big legends in each, uh, you know, the music field and the movie field. So, Uh, It's really unfortunate. You know, Burt Reynolds uh, died at 82. Uh, He wasn't able to film uh, his last, you know, his scenes for um, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Unfortunately, he was going to be in that. Uh, Wasn't able to get his scenes made. Um, Which, I mean, I guess it's better than if he had, like, half his scenes there. Because then they have to figure out how to, like, cut it up, you know, to make it work. You know, so this way, at least there was, you know nothing to really go with. So you, you kind of re recast his character, um, unfortunately, you know, so, uh, and then the whole thing with Mac Miller, it's crazy. Just, you know, mid twenties, uh, overdose, just really sad. So uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way, you know, now and just kind of talk about that. Um, you know, not not go into detail, but just kind of mention that uh, at the front of the you know the show. Um, so uh, again, you know, support, you know, definitely pray for all the families and also for the loss of Bill Daily. Uh, this guy played Roger Healy in I Dream of Jeannie, and uh, you know he was he was great. He was really funny in that show, uh, old school show. Uh, it started out black and white. Um, but, uh, yeah, so definitely rest in peace. Um, these three men, great, great guys in the, in all their, all their respective industries. So now that we got that out of the way, I just want to start discussing some of the stuff that's going to be happening in the world of movies. Um, and this includes, uh, the first thing that happens this week that I thought was really interesting. Ryan Johnson is set to direct a Daniel Craig original murder mystery called Knives Out. Now this is supposed to be, you know, uh, it's like a brand new, you know, original kind of movie. Uh, which is which is interesting for both for both of these guys because Daniel Craig, of course, is uh, he's dealing with the whole Bond thing, is doing his final Bond. Uh, but right now they're looking for a director, so until then he's like obviously like you know doing different different projects and different stuff that he can uh, he can expand with because after Bond he's going to have to have a career you know and do something else. So he's probably thinking more big picture about it. And uh, for Ryan Johnson you know the director of the last jedi there's with all the divisiveness of that movie uh, you know i it's one of those movies that i actually enjoyed um the more i've watched it the more i realize the problems with it canto byte is a that that was a big mistake i think Um, But, I mean, there's some other stuff that they could, of course, correct it a little bit with the writing in terms of the characters. You know, like I said, I could could probably go on a whole episode about this. And actually, every time I, I, I know I've been saying that lately, like, oh, I could have a whole rant about it. I could do a whole episode. I actually will at some point. I know right now it seems like I'm only doing news. Uh, but, I do want to expand into more um, you know video essays and uh rant videos about certain topics, so this is right now i 'm just kind of getting my feet wet with the the whole news kind of format so yeah, I just wanted to to point that out really quick, but anyways, with uh Ryan Johnson, he was actually supposed to have a star Wars trilogy uh This was supposed to happen in kind of around after the 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 final trilogy, the original trilogy not the original, the sequel trilogy, <laughs> so many trilogies with Star Wars now, uh, completes. So, you know, after Episode Nine, the, the the plan was to kind of get him involved and get him, you know, doing another trilogy. And this was before, this was announced before The Last Jedi. So, everything after, you're wondering, well, is, is you know, is it still going to happen? But someone actually tweeted the other day, hey, is this still happening? And he responded, yep. So, <laughs> I mean... Unless he's just saying that, you know, unless there's something behind the scenes we're not sure about. Uh, and like I said with Daniel Craig, he's obviously trying to get some other projects going, you know, uh, while we're, while they're regrouping and trying to figure out what's going on with Bond. So actually, I really want to discuss the runner-up from James Bond, you know, from when Daniel Craig was, was selected, the the runner-up for that audition was uh my man Henry Cavill. So he <laughs> he actually is about to star in the Netflix's The Witcher saga. Now, uh, now this is uh it was based on a book actually, but it's had video game adaptations and you know, it's had some other forms to it. So it's going to be interesting to see a Netflix original series starring Henry Cavill. He's playing uh Geralt of Rivia and uh I'll just read the description of of the 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 series itself. So based on the best-selling fantasy series, the Witcher is an epic tale of fate and family. Geralt of Rivia, a solitary monster hunter struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beasts. When identity hurdles him towards a powerful sorceress and a young princess with a dangerous secret, the three must learn to navigate the increasingly volatile continent together. So, um, you know, that, that, like doesn't sound that interesting, you know, just reading it by itself. It doesn't sound like it could be anything crazy, but if it's done well and the acting's good and the, you know, the, the, the aesthetics of everything looks good and it's, you know, there's some good drama thrown into that. I think it could be good. It could be really cool. Uh, you know, it's so, but we, we do have some, some directors from great shows, you know, we got like from, from Daredevil, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, You know we've got a lot of you know Luke Cage director, Outland directors, so I'm I'm really excited because I think they're they're putting a lot of effort into this. So and and obviously I'm huge a huge Superman fan, the biggest Superman fan that I know. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, so I and I loved absolutely loved Mission Impossible Fallout. That was my favorite movie this summer. Uh, you know, I mean, you could definitely say that Infinity War was up there, but gosh, man, the grittiness and the the music and the action and ah, so good. Love Mission Impossible. Still haven't seen The Man from Uncle and Um but I do want to see that. That's one I really want to see. And I actually, you know, I discovered him on The Tudors. That was that was the show I, I actually discovered him on. So. I, you know, with a lot of people, I think a lot of people probably found him, you know, in from Man of Steel, so that's how they think of him. But I actually remember him in the Tutors, you know. So that's uh, I'm excited to kind of see where where this will go, uh, because Man of Steel two is obviously not going to happen for a while, which is unfortunate because they're going to make Suicide Squad two, but they're not going to make Man of Steel two. I don't know. You know, do we even need a Suicide Squad two? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. That's, that's like a whole nother, whole other video for a whole other day. <laughs> but I really do think that uh, this could be a good series, and I'm excited to see what can happen. Because I, I think even if Henry Cavill doesn't play Superman anymore, I'm always going to support his career because I think he's just great. He's just got a great charisma. I really think he should play Bond, you know, after Craig. He just He's just got that suaveness, but also the the muscle, the good looks, the the humor. You know, he's just... He's like you know he's like the Rock he's like Dwayne Johnson he's got kind of a, got a good that overall good package you know uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see where this can go all right so let's go ahead and jump into Lorien and gun it to eighty eight and take us to the nineteen nineties with Captain Marvel this is this is actually not supposed to be an origin story which is really cool because I feel like every single one of these first superhero movies we get is usually an origin story and, and it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they can. You know, make this work because Captain Marvel. I mean, that if 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 you if you see Infinity War, there's a thing at the end, post credit scene that shows Captain Marvel's so, symbol. Uh, you know, distress. It was a distress signal sent by uh, Nick Fury, you know, Samuel Jackson, and it's supposed to call her to come help, <laughs> essentially. So this, I'm interested to see how this is going to tie in with Infinity War, and to see it's supposed to take place in the '90s. So is she going to get the message you know at the end of the movie in 1990 and she has to time travel or something you know is it going to be like that or is it going to be I, i'm not sure because i don't know a lot about captain marvel i don't know if she's a time traveler or how she has if she maybe someone else will help her time travel or who knows you know uh, all, all i know is that this is i'm excited about this this new franchise uh, in terms of how it's going to connect and you know a brand new superhero who all of a sudden is going to come save the day it's really cool uh, Brie Bree Larson is fantastic you know she's she's great in a lot of the movies I've seen her in uh some of her projects that she's picked haven't necessarily worked out you know for the for in terms of like critical you know consensus and stuff like that and what people think of the movies but I mean Room was fantastic uh you know she she does a good job in King Kong even though King Kong isn't a great movie you know she's got she's got a lot of of talent, so I'm excited to see how this works. And there was a lot of uh, behind the scenes photos that actually got revealed, and it was funny because she she te- she had a tweet that was like, you know, get ready to break, let break the internet, Marvel, you know. And it's like it definitely wasn't a Kim Kardashian picture, um, <laughs> it, you know. It's it's just her in the costume, and it's it's kind of cool though. It's it's cool to see. There's also a few other things. Nick Fury, seeing him with. Uh, with his eye, you know, seeing a young Nick Fury with his, you know, and it—it's weird because it's like Samuel Jackson, you know. It's like looking at, it's like watching uh, Die Hard three or something. So it's kind of cool, you know. There's a lot of a lot of pilot shots, a lot of uh, a lot of shots of you know, Carol Danvers just kind of being herself. But then there's also a few with her in a few different costumes. So, you know, I'm definitely excited about seeing what what this movie can bring, and how it connects to the, to infinity war and how she's able to save the day. You feel like she's someone who's going to bring a little bit of power, you know, something that's really going to change the course of what's going on, uh, the universe. So it's actually funny because Brie Larson almost didn't take this job. She, uh, quote unquote says, I never saw myself doing something like this, mostly because I like being anonymous. I like disappearing into characters and always felt like if I was out in public, the, you know, the public eye too much, it potentially limits you in the future. Um, and so that looks like it, that's something that, you know, that's always been a, a big concern. I mean, look at Tom Welling. I mean, people look at him and they see Clark Kent, and that's it. And it's a shame because he's a great actor. You know, if you've watched that show, you've seen a lot of the actors in that show have to create, they have to be other characters within their own characters. And it's really, it's really unique. It's really interesting acting. And, uh, you know, so I don't blame her for feeling like that. And, uh, but I'm glad she's doing it because she's a great actress and you can't just have, you know, it's like, I think she's not going to make her name for herself as much, you know, if she, if she had just turned this down, did some smaller projects, it might've taken her a, a lot longer to get to that, that notoriety, you know, that to that point where she's like top tier actress. And now, I mean, she can, she'll probably be on Forbes list of, you know, top paid actresses. She'll probably get a lot of other roles from it, you know, so I don't think she's going to be typecast because she is a great actress. It's not like she's someone who came into this project with no experience. And, you know, this is her first gig, you know, it's, she's got already got the good projects down and this is kind of her expanding. You know, it's, it's like that same, like that Tom Cruise being in the, you know, being the green lantern, like that, that thing. You're like, what, that, that sounds weird. I don't want that. But, you know, because he's already established himself as that kind of, you know, as, like, being able to do any kind of uh, role, I think having him in that role wouldn't be – wouldn't be bad. You know, I think that would be something that – it wouldn't – A, it wouldn't – I don't think it would hurt his career. Um, I, I mean, at this point, you know, because it, it, if if you don't like Tom Cruise, you just don't like Tom Cruise. You know, you're, like, anti, the anti-Scientology and just how he is as a person, you know. But for me, I've kind of – I try to ignore that stuff. I really, really try to just say, hey, look – I'm just trying to judge people based on how what they're creating on screen, you know, because you can tell he just loves what he's doing. You know, from all the Mission Impossible interviews, everyone's like in awe of what he's doing because he just wants to create the best possible experience and the best possible movie, which he does with a lot of these action movies, like uh, especially Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout. If you've not seen that movie, go see it, please, before it leaves theaters because it's just – it's a great – great action experience. It's not like seeing a Bourne movie or something where it's just a bunch of running and a bunch of quick cuts and shaky cam. And then just, ugh. I just I'm not a fan of that kind of action, you know, so if you're a fan of the Bourne franchise, I'm sorry I, uh, not to like, you know, crap on the, the Bourne franchise. It's just not my favorite action franchise. Anyways, um, that's enough about Captain Marvel. I, I do actually want to talk about this uh, this new thing. The Academy decided to do where they actually created the best popular film Oscar. Uh that's a category, you know, for I don't know. It's like best picture part two. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, the only way I feel like you could have those nominations would be based on box office, right? You know, you have it. So it's like, you've got best picture, which is like what the Academy thinks is the best picture. And then you've got best popular film, which to me, wouldn't that, wouldn't, wouldn't the, the nominees be based on box office? Um, that's just my opinion. That's why I think anyways, this is supposed to be, uh, delayed now, uh, postponed, so they're like, I think what happened was they announced it. We're expecting everyone to be like, yes, finally the Oscars are on track. And it's just not what happened. Um, it's, uh, something that, you know, needs to needed to be done in the sense of like Oscars need some, some new moves some new changes just to get the ratings up. But I don't think this category was what was going to do it. You know, it's, it's definitely more about the format. You know, we don't need a three hour show where all the interesting, uh, all the interesting awards are at the end. I mean, that's one thing I always wondered about with the the like the drafts, like the NBA draft. Like who is watching the draft in the second round, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I feel like you just you're going to always lose people that way. And I think that's another thing with the Oscars is they do it the opposite way where they make you wait till the end to get the good stuff, but they make it so long. They need to get I think they need to get younger hosts, you know? I mean, Obviously, you know, the obvious uh, people to host it would be the late night guys. And sure, that's fine. I mean, they know what they're doing, but like we get them all the time. We get them six days a week, five days a week. You know, we don't need we don't need them to be hosting it. You know, like let's have movie stars hosting it. Let's have older movie stars, directors. I don't know something someone in the movie industry and not, you know, it, it's almost kind of weird because it's like it's like if they have a musician You know, like if we had like Kanye or something like hosting the Oscars, it's like, well, but you you're a musician. And (laughs) so I don't think that that that, like that's the problem is is the crossover part. It's just, you know, I think there's other changes and not not categories, but changes to the show format that really need to uh, to be addressed. I think before before we can really improve the Oscars, you know, to where people are going to watch them again and be interested because uh, I think there's a lot of there's there's too many commercials there's too many acts there's too many you know little short things that just kind of are thrown in there uh, they really could could make it a lot shorter they can make it two hours or in those three hours you just like I said you make it more interesting you make it more. What people want to see. Now, there is one movie that's coming out soon. Not soon, but in the next couple of years. I do not think we'll probably get the Best Popular Film uh, Award. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's the new Die Hard, Die Hard 6. And, uh, and this one's titled McLean. So this was actually supposed to originally be called uh, Die Hard Year One. Uh, which now I'm wondering, is it going to be Die Hard McLean? Is it going to be you know just McLean? Is it going to be Die Hard Six? Well, probably not, because they why else would they title it McLean? So it's supposed to take place in the present with Bruce Willis, and it's kind going to go back in time to the '70s when he first started. So it's you know it's going to have this storytelling element probably where he's telling someone maybe he's maybe he's got a new kid on the like he's got a new uh, partner or something. And he's got to like he's he's like training the the partner, and he tells him all these stories about stuff that happened to him when he was young. So I, I'm interested to see what what happens with this though, because I mean, five was was a dumpster fire. Uh, four was was enjoyable in its own little way, but it still wasn't anywhere near the original trilogy, the original three films. So you know, I I, I think I mean every film has gotten worse. Personally, I, I think I mean. 3 and 2 are interchangeable but I mean 4 is obviously like a modern action movie and then 5 is I don't know what in the, I don't know what that was uh 5 is just Now Bruce Willis is 63 so I mean he's got a few more years he could still continue to do the uh Action franchises, you know, especially as John McClane. So why not just kind of do it while you can, while he's still young. Same with, like I said, going back to Tom Cruise. Same with Tom Cruise. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's in his fifties doing these incredible stunts, like, and making the best Mission Impossible movies that he's ever made. Um, so come on, Bruce, let's pick up the pace here. Let's let's do this, okay? <laughs> You're the one getting roasted, not Tom Cruise. So. Uh, and I thought that was really funny in that roast when he says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, and uh, it's just really funny because one of my one of the reviews I did uh, about a year ago before I took a long break for doing like movie stuff just because I had to finish school and do music I was doing a lot of music stuff. Uh, one of the last videos we had me and my my friend Brooks we were discussing Christmas not Christmas movies you know, movies that are about, that aren't about Christmas, but that take place during Christmas, and, you know, uh, the number, one of the, number one, ones that we picked was Die Hard, because it's just, it's just feels like a Christmas movie, you know, it's, doesn't have Santa, <laughs> doesn't have elves, but it sure feels like it, actually, no, there was a Santa, yeah, there was, there was a Santa, so anyways, it's a Christmas movie, um, and he's also going back to to Glass. You know, he's going back to that the Unbreakable franchise, M Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable and Split franchise. So you know, hopefully this will be a renaissance for uh, uh, for Willis. You know, for Bruce Willis because he needs. You know, I'd say the last like ten, eleven years, he's kind of been in this funk of just, well, I'm Bruce Willis. Uh, I do my thing, and that's all. You know, it's like he doesn't really have that oh, I, I'm a young actor trying to really give my all, you know, it's, I mean, obviously he's older, so he doesn't need to, but if you're going to keep acting, you know, give it a little bit more, uh, personality. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> I love, you know, Bruce Willis is great and I grew up on Die Hard. So I really want to see him get back to that Pulp Fiction, Die Hard, you know, acting chops that he has, you know, I just think that's, uh, it's just something he needs to do it's like you don't want him to leave i feel like there's a lot of actors like who start out really great and then they just kind of get comfortable and they, they lose it they just like adam sandler nicholas cage you know? although mom and dad by nicholas cage ugh, like him and that is just great it's really really cool so if you haven't seen mom and dad go check that out anyways i'm just going off on a bunch of different webs here so i'm gonna go ahead and end this here uh (laughs) definitely connect with me on uh, twitter instagram facebook you know send me an email uh leave a rating and review if you're on apple Podcasts or if you're on uh, google google play or anything like that just a rating and review really helps and really uh you know makes this uh podcast grow so i really appreciate it and you know if you're if you're a subscriber definitely appreciate that so i'm adam your friendly neighborhood music man have a good one